Support for NPR and the following message come from Carvana, on a mission to make car buying more convenient and affordable than ever before. In minutes, you can browse thousands of options under $20,000. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today to get started. Today on the State of Ukraine, how the country has kept its economy from collapsing. I'm Greg Dixon. Ukrainians are paying much more for food and other basics since the invasion of their country by Russia last year. But Ukraine's economy has not experienced the catastrophic collapse that many had feared. That's because of billions in foreign aid shoring up Ukraine's currency reserves. NPR's Yulian Haidar went to a market in Kyiv to see how these monetary moves are affecting Ukrainian shoppers. This is one of those markets that you only really see outside the U.S. 10, 12 acres of booths, aluminum shacks canvas roofs, people selling everything from socks to beer to cigarettes to sausage to gravestones to cooking oil to toilet paper to light bulbs. People talk about politics. People play bad gammon. But prices are the main theme here. Lyudmila Stalna is a vendor here running a booth overflowing with Ukrainian produce. She says before Russia invaded last year, a kilo of onions went for about 30 hryvnia, a little over a dollar in Ukraine's currency at the time. Now, Kyiv residents are paying double, as much as 60 hryvnia. She reminds me that much of Ukraine's agricultural heartland is still under Russian occupation, leading to low supply and high prices. Still, people buy her local foods because it's the only thing that's predictably affordable. Unlike the Moroccan pineapples and Turkish avocados she keeps on hand for the rare customer who can splurge. Several miles away in a gleaming downtown Kyiv high-rise, I meet economist Ruslan Spivak. Everybody in this country has become much more poor since February last year. Still, Spivak says that things could have been much worse if Ukraine's central bank hadn't made some radical reforms after Russia first invaded Ukraine in 2014. We have the record high currency reserves, which allow Ukrainian national bank and regulatory bodies to infuse money into the economy when it's really needed. Spivak says that significant reserves buttressed by funds from Western financial institutions like the IMF and U.S. Treasury Department have allowed Ukraine's financial system to avoid collapse when Russia invaded again last February. Ukraine's central bank had also fixed the exchange rate of Ukraine's hryvnia. By some estimates, it's worth twice as much as it would be if it were allowed to freely float. So, do you remember that kilo of onions that Yudmila Stalina had at her produce booth? Well, while the sticker price of those onions has doubled, the domestic buying power of Ukraine's currency, because of the central bank's moves, is also relatively stronger than it could have been, meaning that those onions are still pretty affordable, even with poverty on the rise in Ukraine. So while Ukraine's GDP is estimated to have shrunk 40% last year, the actual inflation rate was... Close to 20%, plus minus. Only 20%. That's a fraction of the inflation rate that some countries like Turkey are facing these days, and not much more than economic powerhouses like the U.S. and E.U. Spivak says that there's another reason why Ukraine's economy beat expectations. Everybody start to consume the local production. I see that this intention definitely patriotic thing. 
Using their local currency at home means less of it is being used to buy goods and services from other countries, and that leads to a more stable economy and leaves the government able to focus on the war effort. Back at the market, I walk into a refrigerated warehouse that's just packed with egg vendors. When I was here last, last fall, there were probably half the vendors operating these stalls. Prices had hit record highs, and people were tightening their belts ahead of a brutal winter. Now, there are more eggs, and vendor Albina Alhemaitasova tells me the prices have fallen and stabilized. She tells me every domestic industry is working together to ensure market stability, from the delivery vans to the chicken feed providers, even if it lowers profits across the board. Yulian Haida, NPR News, Kyiv. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.